A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. So they brought those men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, and you do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble, to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this manner. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. The young men walked around in the midst of the flames, singing hymns to God and blessing the Lord. But the angel of the Lord came down into the furnace to be with Azariah and his companions and drove the fiery flame out of the furnace as though a moist wind were whistling through it. The fire did not touch them at all and caused them no pain or distress. Then King Ebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that we threw, it, threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, But I see four men unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve 
and worship any god except their own god. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory and praise forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you, O Lord, God of our ancestors, and blessed is your glorious and holy name. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, and to be extolled and highly glorified forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, and to be extolled and highly exalted forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne on the cherubim. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven to be sung and glorified forever. Glory and praise forever. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are they who have kept the word with a generous heart and yield a harvest to the root perseverance. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet you look for an opportunity to kill me, because there is no place in you for my word. I declare what I have seen in the Father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. Oh, you are indeed doing what your father does. 
They said to him, we are not illegitimate children. We have one father, God himself. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now I am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends, I want to begin by mentioning that this 29th of March is a very special day worldwide and right here at Holy Rosary Parish for the Knights of Columbus the largest organization of Catholic men in the world. The Knights of Columbus was founded on March 29th in 1882 by now beatified Blessed Father Michael J. McGivney. And when a council of the Knights of Columbus was coming into being here at Holy Rosary Parish, under the urging of then pastor Monsignor Edward House, it was ultimately determined to establish its charter date to also be on the 29th of March in honor of that anniversary. That was in 2014, and we are so grateful for nine years of wonderful, wonderful work which our Knights have done to support the life of this parish. It was and remains also a special day for us in honoring my predecessor, Monsignor House, he was born on the 29th of March, and he died, as many of you will remember well, on his birthday, the 29th of March, just five years ago in 2018. Our local council, 15920 of the Knights, has had the custom, ever since he passed away, that if possible, we gather at the cemetery, Holy Sepulchre Cemetery, before Monsignor House's grave to offer remembrance and prayers right after this 8 o'clock morning Mass. And so that will be happening again today, and any and everyone is welcome to come. Monsignor House is buried just outside the chapel, which is right at the back, at the bay end, in the center of the cemetery, and those who were present for our 75th birthday celebration on July 6th of last year will recall, of course, that we celebrated Mass right in that chapel. So we will gather at Monsignor House's grave immediately after Mass today, and then, for those who are able to, come and join to have breakfast at the Rose Garden restaurant right after that. Everyone is welcome, and let us on this very special day Remember Monsignor House and pray for the repose of his soul and the consolation of all who knew and loved him and drew inspiration from his ministry. You know, in the opening hymn today, we had a verse that began with the words, Our broken world is seeking what only you can give. And one could muse for a moment on, well, just exactly what is that, what only he can give? Because it could be, of course, many things, starting with our salvation by his dying and rising. But I was finding myself wondering whether something very, very necessary for us to reflect on right now in our times that only Jesus can give 
and that our broken world needs to seek is truth. The truth, Jesus says today, will make you free. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And those who are choosing to live according to the Lord, unlike so many of Jesus' opponents, as reflected in the gospel today, will understand that he is telling that truth. He is the truth. We will, of course, hear those words all over again from a very distinctive angle on Good Friday when Jesus says to Pontius Pilate, I am the one who bears witness to the truth. And all who are on the side of truth, listen to my voice. And we know extremely well what Pontius Pilate's confused and cynical answer to that was. What is truth? Truth, what is that? Which, of course, is a question that can be very much asked in our own times, where truth appears to be whatever one wants it to be at any given moment. We know that there is what we refer to as objective truth, solid truth, truth that we can and indeed must submit ourselves to, and that is the Lord Jesus. But you know, I found myself thinking that without using the word truth, there is a little episode in today's fascinating first reading of the three young men thrown into the fiery furnace that may help to illustrate what is really being meant at its depths by talking about the truth that comes from the Lord God. It's a part that always fascinates and delights me. When King Nebuchadnezzar says to them, you know, I can release you, provided you worship our gods at the moment we snap our fingers, but if you do not worship our gods, then you will suffer, and what God will save you from the flaming, fiery furnace into which you will be cast? The three young men reveal by their response that they are not presuming on God. They are not thinking of God as some kind of magic where they snap their fingers and he'll just do what they want. And they say these wonderful, wonderful words. If our God saves us from the flaming fires that you're throwing us into, that's just great. But even if he does not, we are not going to worship your gods. And I just love that. I've always loved that. It bespeaks to me that they were committed to the truth. They were not committed just to what would be helpful to them or convenient for them, or that they would be truthful if it suited them, but not otherwise. <laughs> they intended to be faithful and truthful no matter what. They intended to be faithful to their God, whatever he chose to do, by way of responding to that faithfulness. That is the call of the disciple. That is the call which the apostles of Jesus had to learn the hard way. And that is the call extended to every one of us. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life, and we must be committed to that way and that truth and that life no matter what. If it works out in our favor here on this earth, well, that's wonderful. But even if it does not, we will not give in to the wiles of the world, and we will not start bending with every wind that blows. We have one Father and one Savior and one truth, and he is it. Words for us to carry with us into the sacred days that lie ahead as we recommit ourselves to strive to discover that truth and to live by it and to recognize that even if it doesn't look this way, it is what our broken world is needing and what only the Lord can give. But he is choosing to give it through us and the faithfulness of our lives.